The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. You're listening to Pure Rock Radio. Feed your addiction. Hi, uh, this is Garrett Jameson from Heavy Metal Hitchhiker fame, which isn't that famous yet, but it'll get there. Uh, You're listening to Heavy Metal uh, Radioactive right now. Welcome to Radioactive Metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Kareen, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a Thumb and a Ride the Lightning episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 654, and I'm Snowy White. This is Aaron, and not only is he thumbing a ride in the lightning, he can thumb in a ride on Car 654, where are you? (laughs) And when that car picks him up, he's going to be delivering, because Uber does this sort of stuff down here. They deliver coffee. They deliver True Cult Coffee. How great would it be if you could get your True Cult Coffee from Uber? But even though that Coffee Bean Cult is not there yet, if you go to TrueCultCoffee.com, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T Coffee.com, subscribe today. It's not going to come via Uber. Um, In Canada, it still might come via Moose, because that's like a whole parcel thing. But... (laughs) um, I, I was hoping I could think of something for like another country, like in Germany, it might come via like, um, I can't think of any German, like really German animals, like maybe a horse. I feel like a horse is fairly German, right? <laughs> okay. But yeah. I'm sure there's yeah. horses all over the world. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. But it's like in Australia, we send it via kangaroo, but. Ah, uh, okay. I see what you mean. See, you see where I'm going now, but I digress. And when you subscribe, you're not going to run out of coffee. Which is important because in this day and age, um, especially, you know, as you talk to various different people, you interact with different people, you can tell if they're coffee drinkers and they haven't had their coffee and it just makes them mean, right? And some of them don't get any better with coffee because, well, they're normies and what do they really have to live for with all the pop music shit that's out there? It's not like us <laughs> where right. we've got like great stuff coming out every week. So, that's right. you know, you, you just take, take some sympathy. We should start the, like the, uh, the save the normies fund and try to convert as many as possible. Cause this is the church of metal, ladies and gentlemen. 
But I digress because this is about True Call Coffee. So when you subscribe, you're going to get coffee, but you also get bands. You get new music every month. So you'll have great music. You'll have great coffee. You'll be the most happy, well-adjusted person on the block, which goes completely opposite and contrary to everything that we have been told about metal since its inception. And that's what I like. Because (laughs) fuck the norms. Go against the grain. (laughs) Screw everybody else. Snowman, how you doing? What's on the mandatory metal this week? Yes, yes. This week in the mandatory metal brought to you by True Cobalt Coffee. Um, a little sort of one of our own. Of course, we're very familiar with Wise Blood Records. Yes. We had Wise Blood head honcho Sean Fraser on a little while ago. And one of their new releases is Shroud of Vultures. Yes. Record. Upon a Throne of Jackals is available now. And if you subscribe to True Cobalt Coffee, this amazing record is um, up, up for grabs with your subscription. So I thought I couldn't think of a more apropos band for the mandatory metal segment. So in the spirit of True Cobalt Coffee... This is Shroud of Vultures with the Altar.
been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Okay, dude. Okay, well, before, you know, we kind of kick off into our metal fix, uh, May the 4th be with you a couple of days late. Did you do anything for it? No, like my wife was actually disappointed that I didn't wear any Star Wars shirts that day. And I, I can't remember what I wore. Um, I really can't. But like I had, I have a drawer full of Star Wars shorts, short shirts. Damn it. I can't talk either. I'm drinking, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like no. And, and, you know, typically like I have coworkers or that, I mean, for, I have some coworkers that like May 4th is like Christmas and Easter to them. Oh yeah. Like, like they're going to take off. They're going to like, you know, watch all the movies, say some prayers, say the, say the Yoda rosary beads, you know, <laughs> and it's just nothing this year, man. It's, it's just like everybody's like, like lifeblood and fun has been sucked out of them. Well, that's no good. That's no good. I mean, I didn't do anything like too crazy. And of course, to anyone that might not know this little tradition, May 4th is basically National Star Wars Day because May 4th, May the, May the Force, May the 4th be with you and all that. Well, I showed up to Money Job and my general manager of the branch of the company I work for, he's, he's about our age and he's a total nerd. He's a total geek. He loves all the geeky stuff. And we actually get along quite well about this. And we have no problems talking about geeky stuff in the main office in front of the ladies that work in the office that are total normies and don't know anything about science fiction or anything fun like or like that. Well, I, I walked in on, the May, on May 4th and I came up to him and I said, hey, happy May 4th. And he said, "Oh, yeah, that's right. Happy May Fourth to you, to you back. And what, 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 what are your plans and all that? And you know, we're exchanging, you know, salutations for May Fourth. Well, the ladies in the office, they're like, what are these guys talking about? <laughs> What's going on here? Oh, it breaks my heart. Here. And and I'm the type of guy that I'll let someone hang, you know, because I like to see because." Especially when people get um, get get paranoid for the for the lack of a better expression. Okay, are they talking about me in code or something? You know, are they? <laughs> you know, it's like you know, get over yourself. Not everything is is about you and all that. So I like I, I wanted to keep them hanging, but he was like, oh, May Fourth, May May the May the Force, and and blah blah blah. Basically, it's a Star Wars thing. And then of course they go. Ah, and they roll their eyes and <laughs> you asked. Do you ever have those people that when you explain that to them, they're like, oh, yeah, I've never seen a single Star Wars movie. Like my, my heart just dies a little bit. <laughs> right. it, it really does. I'm just like, wow, like you don't know joy. Like this is really going to be hard. <laughs> like, like, like going what? any further with you. Cause like I can just, I can just already tell that you're going to take, a lot of things seriously that really aren't that serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And being a pro wrestling fan. Okay. Someone say, uh, I don't watch that stuff or I've never seen a star Wars movie is, is the, is the equivalent of a pro wrestling non fan saying, you know, it's fake, right? 
you know. <laughs> or I've got to start saying that to you every time we talk about it on the show. <laughs> you know, you know, it's fake, right? You know, it's fake, right? Or in the metal world, it's like, you know, does 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 metal make you kill yourself? Are they all devil worshippers? Or you know, how can you listen to that because of the vocals and all that? So it's like every fandom has the hater, I guess. You know, and we and it's it's always fun to play yeah. with the haters for for May fourth, the first episode of the Bad Batch debuted. Um, you know what that is? No, what is the Bad Batch? Okay, um, it's a spinoff of the last season of the Clone Wars. Oh, I think I did see this. Is that on Disney Plus? It's on Disney Plus. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just. This this group of renegade clones that are kind of off, kind of doing their their own thing. Oh, I so we checked that. out the first. Yeah, you do. It's fantastic so far. Well, first episode. Now, and... Is that one animated? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've never gotten into the Star Wars animated stuff, and I don't know why. I don't. I I think, I I think I just there's something about the art style I just don't get into. I think that's been the mm-hmm. hard thing for me. Well. I don't want to say force yourself, but <laughs> force myself. Yeah. Well, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. 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 Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Wow. Force wow. yourself. For use the force yourself. <laughs> use the force yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, after that episode, I kind of went on the YouTube's because um, the the complete radio dramas of all the original of the original trilogy are on uh, are on Facebook. So I basically listened to like the entire radio play of A New Hope. Rock on. For Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's a really cool thing to do. All of this great old-time radio stuff and all that is all available on YouTube and all that. And you, you just you just put it on on your device and put it on your stereo and you know, like it gives the illusion you're you're listening to old time radio. The Shadow, the Lone Ranger, Flash, Flash Gordon. You know, all of that really cool stuff. Yeah, you know, we need to do. We we seriously need to keep that alive because, I mean, radio is really dying, right? Mm-hmm. If you think about it. So we should pick like a time of the year or something and do like in like, like a series of old timey style shows, you know, wh- whether that's us like creating like, our own radio dramas um, <laughs> or, or like, you know, recreating like recreating like, like, like um, the MTV news clips, mm-hmm. you know, from the eighties. We're like, you hear, yeah. hear doom, 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 doom first, you know, <laughs> the old MTV stuff. That would be really cool. I mean, that should be something we should do. Like, like yeah, yeah. because man, when you bring up those old radio dramas, like it's not that like I I get nostalgic for stuff, but like there is a real art to a lot of that stuff, and there's a lot of art to radio that's been lost, and that's you know like going back to like the episode we talked about like the Back to the Future thing, like that's that's technology that's not helping anybody, you know? Like mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, I get I that. Like it's a great dude, idea. But, you know, I'll always keep thinking of cool ideas. Always. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you got for your metal fix? Well, 
it's not exactly metal, but the mighty mighty boss tones, you know, certainly have their their fingers in the punk and hardcore realm, mm-hmm. along with yep. the smoke and horn section. Mm-hmm. And they have a new album out today called When God Was Great, and it's a very it's a very reflective record. Like you can tell that the gentlemen are older now. Um and the songs are just great. And it's it's almost like, you know, if you listen to it from one perspective, you could be like, oh, they're getting ready to give up the ghost. And, but if you listen to it from another perspective, it's like, nope, we're going to wave this freak flag high. We are not giving up. Uh, we will not go gentle into that brave night, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Like, yeah, like it's it's uh, it's really a killer record start to finish, man. Right on, right on. Yeah, no, but the Boston's are... Are, yeah, they're punk enough. They're ska enough. Like, I think ska is part of the punk scene in my eyes and all that. Get one of them on the show. Oh, dude. I That would be literally a dream come true for me. Like, well, I, I've... The Boss Tones are one of those bands that, you know, like, you come home late at night, you turn on MTV or, you know, your Much Music in Canada, whatever it is, and they'd be playing the stuff that they can't play during the normal times. And so there's an interview with Dickie Barrett and Johnny Vegas of the Boss Tones. I'm like, who the fuck are these guys in these plaid suits? <laughs> and they're, you know, joking around, teasing each other. And like, all right, and here's the Boss Tones someday, I suppose. And that was the first song I ever heard by the Boss Tones. And I was blown away. I'm like, yeah. And I, I easily, in a very small amount of time, saw them like eight to ten times. Oh wow! You know, and I mean, for for comparison, that's about how many times I've seen Kiss. Holy you know? shit! Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, Kiss also wasn't touring that much at that time, and the Boston's were way easier to to follow. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it, there was a joke like our local radio station was joking that he's like. One of them must have married a local girl because they've been playing here a lot lately. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, yeah, it was good stuff. But then, um, so you'll appreciate this one here. Hang on, I need a drink of beer. Okay, that's better. So I don't know how the hell we got on the subject today. But we started talking about Ozzy, right? Because so, some, somebody was saying something about Ozzy, and they're like, well, you know, what, what year was, was Ozzy? And, we, and, like, literally, I can recall most of the, well, not most of the Ozzy records, but I, I can pinpoint a handful of ones in the 80s. Like, I remember Ultimate Sin was around 86. You know, yeah. I know that um, Blizzard was 81. And, and everything else in between gets a little fuzzy. But okay, we're talking about it. And we're talking, and I brought up the fact that, like, I was taking bass lessons. I was going to this local music store, and I want to see if the guy who used to work there is still alive. Because, I mean, he's my parents' age, but anything can happen, you know. Mm-hmm. So, because I went in there the one day, and I was I was going to buy this book, which I actually still have that book. Because I wanted to learn Crazy Train. He's like, oh, Ozzy. He's like, he's not going to be here in five years or whatever or <laughs> something like that. And I would just love to talk to him now and be like, so, Ozzy, what yeah. are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Remember when? Remember yeah. when? Yeah. It, and it's just it's just funny to, like, I mean, he was just venomous about it. Like, oh, this crap. Rah, rah, rah. You know, it was, it was a total, like, old man get off my lawn moment. 
And I'm like, yeah, but Ozzy's still here. I mean, honestly, like the, the moment for me that really said that, yeah, Ozzy had reinvented himself while Sharon had reinvented Ozzy in a completely different way was when the people at work were talking about the Osbournes TV show. Uh-huh. And they're talking about Ozzy like he's Ward Cleaver. And I'm like, huh, that is the greatest trick the devil ever pulled. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, that was something. Uh-huh. But yeah, that, that's that's my week, man. Like, it's been a heck of a week back to work. Ah, oh, no, I hear you. I hear you. I couldn't wait. It's Friday night. As we're speaking, I really did not have a very good day at Money Job. And one of the reasons for that, okay, is, okay, you know how you call in sick? Yes. All right? You know, and you Or you call you, in twisted. You call in twisted. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was wondering if I could call in records not in because I was waiting. I feel that's to, acceptable. I, I would think so. I would think so. You know, when when the pandemic's going on and things are cut down to essential services and you shut down the record store, it's like, what the fuck? I thought you said essential. Uh, uh, anyways, I knew I had this kick-ass record coming in, and, you know, in the, in the mail, and I was waiting until, you know, the very last second, because I even if I didn't get a chance to listen to it before taking off to work... I at least wanted it in my possession. I wanted to open it up. I wanted to look at the sleeve. I just wanted to, I just wanted to embrace my new record. Basically, I, t- I totally get that, dude. <laughs> yeah, there is just yeah. something about a record. You open it up, the jacket, the sleeves, uh, just mm-hmm. uh, yeah. No, I'm totally with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to be able to do that, but it didn't show up. As a matter of fact, it showed up. I got a. I got a text from Mrs. Snowy, and it showed up when there was just a couple hours left in my shift. And that record was the Runaways, Queens of Noise. No. Yeah, That's yeah. Awesome. Like I, I had the, the 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 Queens of Noise live album, and you know, songs from compilation albums of of theirs, and I had that that special live album that I ranted about a couple a couple episodes ago and all that but I didn't have this one so I was like really stoked and I basically had to had to order it in the mail and it's like oh I'm at work and it's like oh, oh it's there it's home and I'm here oh, oh. so I didn't even get a chance to give it a spin because as soon as I got in we sat down and we pressed record so that's Something I'm going to be looking forward to a little bit later on. I did make my way out to the record shop this week. Picked up a lot of cool records. Speaking of uh, the Runaways, the original Joan Jett is, of course, Susie Quattro. Fan of hers. And I picked up the album, Your Mama Won't Like Me. And that, <laughs> just, just that, that name... The, the the moniker of that record just brought me back to the time where bringing Mrs. Snowy home and it's like it's it, it's just like it's it's going to be the opposite effect of the name of this of this record. But it kind of brought me back to the time. And I remember my mother seeing seeing her the first time. And my mother was like, oh, she's normal. Huh. 
Okay. Little okay. did she know. <laughs> she, she was so, yeah, little did she know, because she was so relieved because she just knew that I was going to bring home a biker chick or a chick with, you know, a shaved head or a mohawk and God only knows what kind of back patches and, you know, on, on, on her denim and leather and <laughs> all that. So, so when she saw, when she saw the future Mrs. Snowy, she was like, ah, right on. Okay, good. And you know, my mother funny. loved her right from the start. Like, to my mom's credit, she was actually less worried if I would have brought home a biker chick than <laughs> with some of the other girls. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Because no, your mom is, like, totally open-minded. For uh, sure. She really is, man. I mean, there, there are certain things that, that she's just like, no. You know? But, I mean, every, everybody's got their limits. You know? Right. All that kind of stuff. Right. So, no, I get that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, some other cool albums I picked up were Australian hardcore band Vitamin X, their Bad Trip record. Um, the first direct control record, You're Controlled. I didn't have that. Finally picked that up. And this was the cream of the crop of that, of that trip because I grabbed the original accused martha splatterhead ep wow okay yeah yeah i was kind of kind of lucked out in finding that and something that kind of took me back to my youngin days when i found a a secondhand seven inch single of rush's new world man from the signal zone and i had that exact same seven inch with the same the, the same small jacket to say the same cover and it was on the back was the live song as well and all that and it's like oh i need this you know even if even if i don't actually play it because as my daughter said when the first time she saw me you know playing a seven inch single you know that had the 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 open middle okay yeah. And you, 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 had, you had to put the piece in, you know, in the, in the middle of the turntable and yep. put the record on and then a needle down. And my daughter is like, well, that's an awful lot of work for one song, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, it's that's like, funny. Yeah, yeah, I guess it kind of was. So even if I never wow. played the seven inch single, I, I want it in my collection. Doesn't that tell you the difference between the generations right there? Like, we didn't have a choice. You want to listen to that mm-hmm. song? You're doing the fucking work. And we we didn't think it was work. No. We didn't think, you know. I was we thrilled. Just, yeah. <laughs> and I don't think of it as work now. I just kind of, you know, like, when, when, you, when you listen to a record or an EP, okay, one of those hardcore EPs that only yeah. has four, four songs oh, for yeah. four minutes and... You know, you got to get up and you got to switch it over. And of course, it's a 12 inch full size record, but it plays on 45. Okay. It's always a crapshoot with hardcore, especially the seven inch singles, because you never know what what speed. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes I, it's, ah, it's frustrating and funny. I, I bought my first 12 inch singles. Um, and we talked about it on the show, it was the Johnny Ramone thing. And mm-hmm. I, I'd never had that before. I'm like, what the fuck do I do here? Like I, I like, uh, it was, it, it sounded really low. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I must have this way too slow. Like, so <laughs> I had to change the speed. I'm like, what the hell? It was so weird, yeah. dude. 
the so 12 weird. inch why do i gotta play it on 45 yeah. it's just uh, now i'm sure there's there's a reason for it like i'm sure there's some you know in in the studio techno mumbo jumbo for it and all that the next time we have a producer on and all that maybe we gotta pick his brain for some techno stuff that's really what we need Mm-hmm. As we were talking about True Cavalt Coffee, just well, just last night, actually, when we last week when I got the uh, incantation tribute to the goat packaged coffee from True Cavalt, um, you know, we kind of made a day of it, a date of it. We made a coffee, we made a pot, Mrs. Snowy and I, and we enjoyed it together, and we kind of had our own little date night in our living room nice well this week just last night okay she says to me so are we gonna fire up you know your new coffee tonight i thought okay sure if that's what you want and she said well yeah we said we were gonna do it like once a week right well it's thursdays a week Oh, okay. You want to get exact? All right. Look at <laughs> okay. that. Yeah, that's that's fine. Somebody's that's digging it. her true coffee. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. So we fired up a, a we fired up a pot. Slap, slap some tunes on. Scorpions, animal mag magnetism. Old, old, old school. Scorps was loving that record. And the that awesome dementia wreck split between hemorrhage and impaled. I know two, uh, two, uh, <laughs> two musical groups definitely on the uh, on the opposite spectrum of cool music. But yeah, she was. I guess all right. This is what we're doing Thursday nights now. Okay, like if I'm not at a show or whatever, once the world opens up, it's like oh. You want to sit and drink coffee and listen to music with me? Oh, twist my arm. I know. That's a nice time. <laughs> it sounds like... Sounds like coffee. Drink. Coffee for lovers. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. Anytime you want to do that, I'm definitely down for that. Some really cool records across my desk that we'll get to right away. I want to introduce the world to Dead Wolf. With two Fs, apparently. Apparently, that's important. Dead Wolf. Okay, they're they're pretty much an unsigned band. The latest their latest record is their self titled release that came across my desk. Metal Assault Record is going to be handling the cassette version, and I guess they're just going to do everything else on their own. Dead Wolf is a really cool Canadian trio. That if you were to mix classic Canadian rock with new wave of British heavy metal, you you would come up with the really sweet sound that is Dead Wolf. I want to get to one of their songs and available now from Metal Blade Records. This, when it first came across my desk, and we get hit with a multitude of records like all the time. So I can't get to everything, you know, with... Yeah, timely fashion. Okay, yeah. sometimes some it just I can't listen to everything. I can't you know try as we might. Well, I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't uh, take a shot at Capra right away. This is a really cool hardcore grinding hardcore band that I this just the first spin of the first song 
of their record in transmission like had me in trance as well <laughs> okay shall we say because this is a kick-ass record so we're going to get to that right now courtesy of metal blade records this is capra with locust preacher
record came out in 1983 it probably would have been a huge from that self-titled record that is dead wolf with double up really good stuff go out and check that out today speaking of really cool canadian peoples shall we say artists whatever whatever you want to say i want to introduce the world to heavy metal hitchhiker. Hmm. Now, what might that be? Well, what if you haven't <clears throat> checked it out yet? It is a, a really cool video series up now on the YouTube's, courtesy of Banger TV, the production company fronted by one Sam Dunn who is, of course, everyone in the metal world should be more than familiar with him, you know, for that for, for the Headbangers Journey movie. And just a variety of really cool movies and docs and just everything that goes on with that company over the last X amount of years now. We always, here on Radioactive Metal, of course, we always like, like band interviews are great. They're the, the backbone of this show. It's, they are, it's our it's our our bread and butter and i love doing them but every once in a while you know there are just so many other avenues to our beloved genre you know we've had producers on we've had authors on uh, we've just other other djs we've just like if there is another avenue we have someone that's walking it okay mr garrett jameson who portrays the hapless hero Mitch in Heavy Metal Hitchhiker. He's a stand-up comedian up here in Canada. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a stand-up Canadian. (laughs) That's right, as, as we all are. Well, basically, the idea of Heavy Metal Hitchhiker is Mitch, Mr. Garrett Jameson, 
um, comes into possession of this really cool guitar, and he feels it is it his it is his duty to return it to the band, and hopefully he would get a roadie job from all of his hard work. And it's just the whole series. It's just it's a quick eight episodes, eight to ten minutes per episode. You could probably binge the whole thing within an hour and like i said it's just every episode it's just one comedy of errors to another and it is a really really enjoyable watch a really enjoyable chat is the one that i just had with mr jameson as he gave me the 411 and not only what heavy metal hitchhiker is and all that but just who this guy is we laughed a lot you know even when we stopped the record button and we found out that we had a lot in common so i'm really psyched to introduce the world if you're not already familiar with one garrett jameson uh, of mitch of heavy metal hitchhiker fame Right here on Radioactive Metal. What's your name, Joseph? No Joseph, just Mitch. I found a guitar. I'm going to become a roadie. Never give up on your dreams, Mitch. When I bring that guitar to Rager, they'll make me their roadie. Ah! Why would you pick me up in the middle of a hypothetical first-degree double homicide? I'm lonely. My dad was a roadie, named the Eagle. Your dad had my back. Did I mention the roadie blood? Rad like the ginger wind! Those vegans about to eat shit. You know so much about Rager. Fucking right I do. <laughs> I got some Black Dahlia murder. Nile, some Bathory, Possess. Where am I? Plenty biscuit? Limp biscuit can suck my. No need to profane the biscuit. <sighs> First off, maybe just kind of describe for the people that maybe haven't seen any of the episodes, just maybe kind of describe what Heavy Metal Hitchhiker is, what you do in it, just whatever you feel would be, you know, get some information out there. Okay, uh, well, I mean, I was. Uh... Like, do you want the whole story, I guess? Uh, like, the actual story or the backstory of how it was made? Well, um, just whatever comes to mind, because I, that, these are probably all questions I'm eventually going to get to anyways. Okay, so if this was the back of a DVD box, I guess, uh, this would be, uh, it would be a, but a character named Mitch, who is a, kind of like a, a loser, uh, I guess, who's just stuck in his dead-end job at a gas station. Not to say that gas station work is a dead-end job, but for... Mitch it is. Uh, mm. He's kind of a dreamer. He loves metal. Uh, then one day, uh, a van pulls in uh, from his favorite band, uh, Rager. It's a roadie van. And uh, he has a chance encounter with one of the roadies, asks him a bunch of questions about being a roadie and how cool it must be. Uh, anyway, a guitar is left behind, I guess, because they were adjusting the van, uh, the gear. And uh, one of Rager's guitars was left behind, and now Mitch finds it, and then he feels that he he's going to return it to uh, Rager, and they'll be so happy with him returning the, the guitar that they're going to make him a roadie. 
So that's basically the story. I know, and I guess it's uh, it's the adventures of Mitch on the Canadian highway trying to get there. Um, yeah, I've been <laughs> yeah, enjoying yeah. it so far. I've uh, I've been um, binging the first six episodes. I'm oh, really nice. enjoying it. I laughed out loud more than once. Um, how did you come about, you know, ga- gaining this spot? Uh, well, it was from. So the guy named Brian Pico from uh, Banger TV, mm-hmm. Banger Films. Right. He uh, he came up with the idea of through uh, like I guess there was a web series pitch package with the Bell Media Fund, and uh, yeah, so he came up with this idea. It's very simple. Like it, it was just a web series. Like basically, I'm in a car, uh, or this character Mitch is in a car trying to get this guitar back to a band. That was the basic idea. And then uh, he approached a person at Banger Films uh, named Blaine Smith. Uh, he's a comedian. And uh, I've known Blaine since he started doing comedy. And he knows that I do go on tour with, uh, like like I said earlier, with Ken Mode. Um, and so I, I kind of have, the, I guess, the roadie experience. Plus, also being a comedian, um, he then approached me to ask me if I wanted to be in it as the lead. And I said, yes, I would love to. And, uh, yeah, we spent a lot of time writing it um blaine and i and brian like we'd kind of uh, have like a i guess a writing session or a jam session a writing jam session and then there we uh, go <laughs> yeah right so it kind of like has that <laughs> that music vibe to it even though we're writing uh so yeah we're writing uh, words and uh you know like jazzing and then uh yeah it was supposed to be filmed at the beginning of covid once again but covid hit and uh, Brian then got busy doing something else. So the project was kind of dead in the water. But then Craig Mailman, he, uh, another guy working there who is the producer, was like, you know what? I don't want this to just die. So then he found another director, uh, Mark Ricciadelli, who uh, also is a director for Banger Films. And he approached him if he wanted to uh, be a part of it. Mark said yes, as long as he could uh, rewrite it and also directed how he wanted it to. And uh, Craig said yes. So uh, Mark uh, changed up a few of the episodes. And uh, yeah, we have that. And then we shot it just before Christmas. Right on. So everything, I don't think all the episodes are, avail- are available just yet. But... No, they, they, they are as of Saturday. Oh, so, excellent. Yeah, yeah, all the episodes are out now. So uh, everyone listening, you can watch all eight of them. Uh, watch the trailer as well. The trailer is... Uh, yeah, I'm amazed when people edit things really well. Like Mark also edited this thing, and it it, uh, it seems legit. Like, uh, yeah, I was really happy. So, you can do all eight episodes pretty much in one sitting, then. Yeah, you see, so it's uh, just about an hour of your time. Right on, right on. Like I said, I just finished number six. So I'm really enjoying it. Um. Speaking of binging and all that, do you see maybe some potential in this being like a, a Netflix series, perhaps, down the line? Well, I'd, I would obviously love that, like Netflix or Amazon or whether it's a series or even like a uh, a made for, uh, like whether it's a movie theater movie or even a movie. Because when you watch it, it has a very movie mm-hmm. vibe. Like uh, it could be a series, um, yeah, in the sense that you know, like Mitch continues trying to get a guitar somewhere and like has his problems where he has to over the arc of the season have his uh, his main focus. But then there's little hiccups along the way, which uh, will attribute to comedy and, you know, wacky times. But uh, yeah, obviously, I hope that uh, a second season comes out of it and we get more of a budget. And uh, yeah, you get to see 
like I, I would really like to see him in a van kind of living what I've lived with the Ken mode guys like you're stuck in a van and then each episode is like your journey to a, and meeting either the bar owner and the opening acts and the other uh, bands on the way uh, yeah I think it, it uh, can lead itself or lend itself to a lot of interesting possibilities that uh, the metal world has to offer right on yes I definitely would like another um, season for sure for sure um, how much of the character in Mitch is in Garrett or vice versa? Uh, I would say pretty close. Like, because obviously you act what you know, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, like my acting style in this, like not to be like as an acting, I'm just playing make-believe, <laughs> but I, I played it very cartoony. So I, I, I really ham it up and over the top. Like I, I kind of envisioned SpongeBob SquarePants kind of on tour like basically so he's just like you know really wide-eyed jumping around and like oh like very emotional ups and downs very manic right um yeah so but as far as mitch and me uh yeah like similar in the sense that both him and i probably have zero money right that idea and uh you know the idea of like wanting to get somewhere so maybe the guitar isn't so much the guitar for me but maybe a show itself maybe heavy metal hitchhiker is my guitar there we go there we go if i bring it to some big production studio they're gonna make me a writer (laughs) no doubt no (laughs) doubt for sure for sure yeah yeah the very first sequence in the very first episode is basically a collage of um mitch's battle jacket with all the patches and all that is that your jacket it's not mine. It's Mark's the director's. It's uh, his. And he put that together through both. And it's funny to get a battle jacket together for a TV or like some kind of production. The amount of people you have to ask for permission to use. So all of those bands signed off on it. Those were all the cool ones. Right. Uh, yeah. That were like, yeah, let's because uh, like, yeah, you have to get their permission in order to use their logos. Mm-hmm. Even just for YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, like it's in, it's insane. Like you, people at home, I don't think really realize how many legal loopholes there are, especially in uh, this kind of world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh no, I have a good grip on red tape, legal mumbo jumbo, all the, all that good stuff. Oh yeah, even like even it's... just a radio show on the internet, we have our 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 loopholes. I totally um. I totally well, like even get if you, even if you notice, like there's some like cheating involved in the sense of uh the, the episode with the limp biscuit uh characters mm-hmm. like blaine is one of the blaine smith is actually one of the limp biscuit uh woodsmen i guess oh okay the hillbillies yeah yeah mm-hmm. so he's the guy with the slingshot um mm. but you'll you'll notice that there's uh, they're drinking fago in the uh in outdoors but like the cans are crushed in a way <laughs> so you can't read the label but you at home know if you're a i don't know a fan or if you know anything about icp uh, yeah, you'd be like, oh, that's definitely Fago. Right, right. I've actually yeah. tried that. I found... I, I didn't think Fago was a real thing until recently, <laughs> until when I saw it in, like, the dollar store down the road from my place. And I tried mixing it with uh, Jack, and forget it. Oh, it's no good. Oh, no. <laughs> what flavor did you mix it with? <laughs> I think their Coke brand just... Oh, yeah. It's not, just, not, not just like their blueberry gumball or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
how do you decide or how was it decided which uh which music to use was it all legal loophole was was it all up like okay we yeah, have so to like, go with what we can or it was just yeah, our so personal like, faves it's a it's a little bit of both like it's a lot of canadian like it's heavy and canadian mm-hmm. and uh but it's a lot of yeah like uh band member friends uh asking if we could use it uh the type of music and uh yeah it it, it really comes down to uh legality and like obviously paying uh a bit of money but not 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 an exorbitant amount right mm-hmm. uh but yeah a lot of it is uh, a lot of its favors and like this is a micro budget uh shoot so this is basically a step up from just you and your handy cam let's say making your own little uh like an instagram video like we had a little bit of a budget, but not, not anything huge. Yeah, I don't see like municipal waste holding out for more money from you. I just no, no, right? you know, they're really cool guys. Yeah, like, the, and that's the other thing is like, in this world, there, there, a lot of them are. Oh, they all are artists, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, you kind of understand in, especially at this level. Like that's why if we make season two, everyone will be able to get, uh, like, hopefully there's a bigger budget, and everyone with who helped out on this one. We'll obviously be able to get uh, like financial, more financial help in the uh, the next season type thing. I know, and yeah, just kind of snowball for there. For yeah, sure, I get yeah, it. Exactly. That's uh, yeah. that's that's the artistic world right there. And and, and <laughs> Mitch's world. Great exposure. <laughs> oh, that that's free. true too. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, yeah. That, why would you not just career. say, yeah, take it, run to the hills. <laughs> yeah. That 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 song as well. Very very. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Is um Rager kind of Mitch's world at in that universe at that moment? Is that um is that at least based in someone's mind on a real band? Yeah, that's uh that's actually it's uh I don't know if so I don't know if I can say who it is, but it's uh technically uh Brian Pico, Mark Ricciadelli and Sam Dunn. Oh, okay. so that's that's in their mind. They're three of the band members. I don't know if there's anyone else, but uh, that's they're going to start their own little band. <laughs> and I don't even know if they're going to start it. <laughs> you're, you're like, really? Uh, I'm just like, yeah, Rager. Cool. Right. But uh, from what I hear, it's their band and they're going to uh, create, I assume, some music. They have the opportunity to mm-hmm. create kind of like, yeah, metal, whether it's joke metal or a serious metal. Um, but you'll notice the the font of Rager is Banger's font. Ah, uh-huh, right. Yeah, yeah. So it's like basically the people who work at Banger, that's their band. But Rager's like the biggest thing. Right on, right on. I would like to see that come about, for sure, for sure. What about you personally? You are obviously a legit metalhead, obviously. I can only assume, which I think I'm 100%, right? No, I'm I'm probably like uh, I'm I'm not a hundred percent a metalhead. I wouldn't be like, like because I know some true fans, and I'm just a guy who is lucky to be a part of this world without uh, immersing myself in it. Like I would I would be uh, how would I like I wouldn't be like I wouldn't know facts and figures of a lot of a lot of things, but I will have heard. I'm a, I'm like a jack of all trades, but a master of not this. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But what would be some of your favorite heavy music artists? Well, that's the thing is like, so like in my world, 
and it's the same thing with comedy when people go hey who's your favorite uh artist and it's not going to be like who's your favorite comedians i'm like it's not going to be anyone you've heard of they're going to be my friends and people that i see day in day out when their jokes start working and clicking Uh. and it's the same thing with uh with i guess metal because like as far as my music in influence on it is the bands that I meet through Ken mode or the music that they play for me. And it's usually their friends. So I'm anything that, uh, yeah, Ken mode enjoys and has traveled with are some of my favorite bands simply because I have that personal connection to them. Mm-hmm. Right on. Oh yeah. No, that's, that's fantastic. That, um, that definitely works. Um, it's just, and this is obviously a Canadian production and all that. And so where where was it shot exactly? Where was it shot? Yeah, uh, it was I imagine. Sh- it was shot in uh, Toronto. There's a gas station in uh, Dundas. So that's where the... And it's kind of... It, it's weird because it's in Toronto, but this gas station looks like it's in the middle of nowhere. Right. Uh, so that's filmed there. And that's right around the corner from Banger Films itself. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and then uh, the the rest of it uh, was filmed on Dundas. So, like when they when he's in Toronto running uh, the backstage at the Rager show, that's filmed uh, in between a chocolate factory and uh, Rager's building or Rager. I keep saying uh, Banger uh, Banger Films building. And uh, yeah, the rest of it, like out in the woods, and that uh, is all filmed in a place called Stouffville, Ontario, uh, uh-huh. just outside of yeah a. Uh, there's like a small park out there which has tons of woods and like hiking trails and stuff so yeah the rest of it's filmed out in that uh, area because we had a whole run of we had a run of the park they rented it out basically because no one's there during the winter time right 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 Mm -hmm. i'm just kind of getting like this heavy metal corner gas vibe with everything that you're kind of telling me how it's a a gas station that it starts <laughs> off and then you know it expands from there and it's shot in one location and it's very canadian <laughs> well i think i think corner gas is the quintessential uh canadian show that uh really. like yeah so like when you think of it because it's also ah, yeah like it's it's the most canadian uh show that's in a way un-Canadian, if that makes sense. I can see up until that. A, Yeah, up until a point, Canadian shows were like, they really harped on being Canadian, mm-hmm. I guess. And then I think Corner Gas was the first one to be like, hey, this is just a comedy show set in Saskatchewan. That's just the location, right? Then you right. have shows like Letterkenny. And yeah, like Canada, it's really starting to, like even yeah, comedy within the CBC is uh, kind of, they're, they're branching away from that hacky Canadiana kind of thing. It's just the story happens to be set in Canada, which I love. Right, right. Yeah. Right, no. And finally, I just I there was a there was a moment that just I got really excited when the town Melville was dropped. I'm <laughs> I, I I know this is how small the metal community and just sometimes Canada itself is because I'm hey I, I hail from Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. And I have relatives. My dad grew up nearby Melville, and my grandmother had her last days in Melville and all that. And it's just, it just seemed 
so weird, like just out out of nowhere, that town would just kind of come up. Um, is there any connection? Did someone have any connection to Melville, Saskatchewan? There's no connection other than picking a random town in Saskatchewan, um, because a Melville kind of sounds like metal, and uh, Melville Mitch it has the alliteration. Uh, other than that, I I don't know if there's any real connection to it, but it's funny that I find like. There's a lot of stories that, like in my, well, not a lot, one story in particular. It's weird how Saskatchewan has uh, connections with people. Uh, I was doing stand-up one time, and, uh, you know, like I was talking, 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 and then this this guy in the crowd, he was kind of making noise, and I was like, oh, so, you know, you know, started a conversation with him, like, where are you from? And I'm like, he's like, yes, and I'm like, okay, uh, Yorkton. Like, I just, because that's a place that I had some affinity to and mm-hmm. i was like yorkton saskatchewan and the guy goes yeah how'd you know and everyone in the crowd thought we knew one another but it's just kind of funny that yeah we chose melville and you have some kind of connection with it <laughs> so other than rant pure randomness and uh, maybe you should buy a lottery ticket that's about it i'm going to yes tonight <laughs> definitely <laughs> definitely finally i'm gonna let you use your ver- verbal skills here and just just pitch this show to every everyone listening if they haven't seen it yet like what makes this show so awesome what makes this show so awesome is uh well if you even if you're not into metal for some reason you're not into it uh this show uh has heart this show has jokes uh this show is just all around of a, a good waste of an hour if you want if you want to waste an hour kill an hour of your time and uh, become uh yeah pleasantly i don't know warmed or happy uh do it right now uh click on it now i just feel like i'm selling something so like you don't have to watch it really uh like what i'm trying to get at is here is like yeah like i don't care if you do or don't but uh i just want to bring you happiness uh is and not even true happiness just joy there we go
Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. There are only three good things you need in life. Sex, beer, and pure rock radio.
one, you know, of the highlights, of the many highlights of Heavy Metal Hitchhiker is all of the wicked tunage. It's like you can't have a show called Heavy Metal Hitchhiker, okay, with some of, without some of the most amazing, you know, hard rock and metal bands that you're going to want to hear. And not only just the the current stuff, but just through throughout all of the years and all of the various um, different uh, sub genres. And I'm not going to spoil too much. But trust me, when everyone listening to this, when you get to the Limp Bizkit episode, okay, <laughs> here, here, trust me, here, you're either going to laugh your head off or you're going to chuck your TV or your device right, right through the the window in true rock and roll fashion. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. But before you do that, make sure you check out all the Wicked Tunes on this show, including the Mighty Hell Ripper. That was the title track from their release, Black Arts and Alchemy. And before that, since you know we had spoken so highly in that interview, and that's one of the things that you know, Mr. Jameson and Radioactive Metal are so connected. Two was our mutual love of Winnipeg Bashers Ken Mode from their latest release, Loved. That was Feathers and Lips. And of course, longtime listeners know all the coolness that is Ken Mode and all that. They're so just, badass, man. They I are. love those guys. <laughs> for sure. For sure. For sure. And I had no idea. Okay. And as I'm speaking, you know, as I'm talking to Garrett and all that, I'm just like, uh, I'm starting to think that I should probably know this guy. Okay, okay, because like we were talking about some things off the air, and now I'm going through my head. You know, everyone has their own mental philodex or whatever. Like when Rolodex. someone comes up to you, Rolodex, yeah, yeah Rolodex, you know, old man, Rolodex. <laughs> So everyone, everyone, when, when someone new comes up to me and goes, hey, Snowy, at, at a show or whatever, you know, the Lemmy's in the back alley or whatever. And if I don't recognize the person right away, I'm kind of like, oh, no, I don't want to look like an ass and all that. Well, I kind of had that same thing going with Mr. Jameson. I'm like, oh, no, should we know each other? Should I know this guy already and all that? And. Ah, fortunately, I was able to save face, but um, next time, you know, he's in town doing his comedy bits. I already told Mrs. Snowy, okay, when tonight's creature feature is in town doing the, you know, the the comedy clubs, we're definitely going to be there. Have you ever been to a comedy club before? Because I haven't. I have, but dude, it's been easily 18 years i i had a co-worker that was um <clears throat> had a co-worker that was um trying to be a comedian and he ended up moving to california to give it give it a uh, a whirl i don't know whatever happened to him but I, I went to see him do a set and it was pretty damn funny like it was the, my first time in a comedy club like they, they it again it was a long time ago so it was like two drink minimum that kind of bullshit right but um it was cool man like, like it, it was fun, and if I ever make it to L.A., I, I want to go to the comedy store. That's where Dean Del Rey performs, like ah. you know, nightly. 
Right. And I've been dying to just get myself out there and like really see like real comedy. Right, right, yeah. Because I've never been to a comedy club and it's definitely something I should. And I will when Garrett Jameson, you know, the Brett Butt of Canadian heavy metal, shall we say. So right now, by all means, go to the YouTubes. All eight episodes are up and enjoy Heavy Metal Hitchhiker. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And you know what else was a lot of fun? This week's Indie Spotlight. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this Indie Spotlight. Since we were doing something a little bit different with the creature feature this week, I thought we'd do something a little bit different with the indie spotlight. I found this really cool independently split record, you know, which that, you know, yeah, split records are really cool and all that. I don't know if I've seen too many, you know, on the independents. Okay. I discovered this really cool one with um, the bands Agent Mulder and Bad Acid Trip. <laughs> Two <laughs> Agent Mulder hail from Toronto up here in the Great White North. Bad Acid Trip hail uh, Southern California, I want to say. And they got together and split a really cool record called When the Going Gets Weird. The Weird Turn Pro. <laughs> Two really cool bands that kind of border. Well, they're metalcore, but sometimes they get into the bizarro metal that I like to call it. And it came, it started, you know, it, or it's a really cool combination. And, you know, this record, um, it's a really cool effort all around. We're going to drop a track, first of all, from Toronto's Agent Mulder. And I love this track. This is a Dull Boy Jack.
That was Bad Acid Trip with Mind the Gap. Once again, from tonight's rather unique indie spotlight, this really cool split with Agent Mulder, Bad Acid Trip, When the Going Gets Weird, The Weird Turn Pro. You can check that out at agentmulderwashere.bandcamp.com. That's probably where we're going to want to send everyone to check out all of their cool tunage because we hate to say it and this kind of happens to us because just in our recording schedule and all that it's hard for us to hype band camp day you know like yeah. that every i don't know how many times a year they do it but they have that special band camp friday and sometimes I find out about Bandcamp Friday, you know, the night before. And it's like, ah, shit, Bandcamp is so cool. And they do this and it's all about the music and they have such passion and all that. And we're forgetting to hype them. I feel like a heel. Yeah. And from what I understand, this is the last one because it was something that was new for the pandemic, which was really, really cool. They did it. Mm -hmm. Um. And it's something that I hope they'll bring back eventually. But I just, when you think about the amount of revenue that they let go of, you know, and, and for anyone who's like, oh, those co- companies, blah, 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 just because they have a big fancy website and programming doesn't mean they're rolling in dough, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, and, you know, Sue of D. Gregorio, the more we talk about Bandcamp, like, Bandcamp really really gives a shit about the indie artist. Oh, they really love the indie artist. And man, that just makes my day, you know, like, like it's, you know, I mean, who else is looking out for the indie artist? Like it, it, it is tough to be a musician of any genre. And just to know there's a site that's like, doesn't care what you play just like hey come here let's get to your fans like here's your platform like man that's refreshing you know definitely definitely and of course you know radioactive metal obviously with our indie spotlight and we've been doing it for like 14 years like the very first episode you know there was an indie spotlight so we we too you know we love to push the little guy and so does Bandcamp and all that so we're definitely kindred spirits with that too ah, i think it's maybe it's time to bring this uh crazy train into the station to uh get us on out of here the last time i went record shopping and picked up all those wicked records i went out with my buddy ducky okay and we ended up couple episodes ago, we spoke with uh, Brad Skibinski from the Eye and Ear Control record di- distribution. Well, we went to his shop, picked up a couple records there, and Dustin picked up the new Spectral Wound record available on Profound Lore Record. And I wasn't really even too familiar with this band, but as it turns out, they are wicked Canadian black metal band and of course that got my attention did a little research coming up with some really cool stuff so we're gonna go out on a track from spectral wound soul destroying black debauchery say that at a show 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know when you want us to when you want to, <laughs> to hear your favorite song, Soul Destroy Black Debauchery. <laughs> it just it just doesn't have the same ring as Freebird. <laughs> okay, but here's here's to seeing Spectral Wound live soon. In the meantime and in between, oh, oh, what am I doing? I'm getting way ahead of myself. How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear snowman, they can reach us. I'm doing my best, William Shatner, mm-hmm. right now. Um, but they can reach us on the internet. And I need another sip of beer. Sorry. <laughs> it's Friday night, go. man. I it get, is Friday get it. Night, man. So far, I've had so, a long day myself. Facebook.com slash rad metal. Go there. Keep up with us. It's a great time. You want to see pictures? You want to see all these amazing records that Snowy's talking about? At rad metal 666. That's where you go on the Insta pages. Check it out. It's freaking amazing. I mean, I dig it. Like, hell, I like the stuff Snowy posts. I'm like, hey, stay puffed. He's got a new record. Here we go. Some new shit's coming. So that's a good time. Our Twitter is also the same handle, at RadMetal666. We pretty much never tweet. But, you know, if you're a completist and a collectionist, you want to collect all our social media, that's how you do it. Um, Head to iTunes, and you can leave us a review out there. You know, even if you hate us, tell tell us. Tell the world. Oh, yeah. You know, tell everybody why they shouldn't (laughs) listen to us. You know, because that'll be just fine. But Mm. then... um, you know, we're on iTunes, we're on several other podcast aggregators, Stitcher, Google Play Store, and even the fantabulous Spotify. And mm-hmm. we're on Spotify because of the fantabulous people at the Shining Wizards Network podcast, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. Go over there, check it out. So many great shows, so many great people. Um, there's even a show that has a host that sounds just like Snowy. Oh, it's uncanny. It's so crazy. It's called a wrestling night in Canada. Like, I think it's even recorded somewhere in Winnipeg. It's so weird. It is very bizarre. Um, yeah. Yeah. So thank you to them for, um, just being such a wonderful, wonderful group of people to work with. Like, I love that kind of Mm -hmm. shit. And last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, Hear this first every Thursday night, PureRockRadio.net. Um, St. Rich up in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, deals with our shit every week, puts our stuff out, says, you motherfuckers talk too long, could you shorten the damn show, please? And we have, we're really doing our best to like, you know, put the reins on, put the blinders on, you know, fly right, whatever other, um, you know, cheesy phrase i can come up with but that's what we're doing now let's say that you yourself are like you know i really wish i could just write a letter to somebody good news we've got you covered all those social Mm -hmm. media things oh i forgot to mention radmetal666 at gmail because you could use that to send us your address so we can give it to snowy and then we'll send you snowy's address and you guys can write letters like, you address it to, um, oh, it depends. Like, if you're in Seattle, you address it to the Moose in, damn it, I can't remember. What's, what's, <laughs> Vancouver? Vancouver's right about Vancouver's Seattle, right? just north of Seattle, yeah. yeah. 
you you address it to the Vancouver Moose Mail, and then Vancouver treks it across the provinces till it gets to Winnipeg. That's right. So right. we get to Manitoba, um, and that that's how it works. Now, like if you're in Australia, send it via kangaroo mail. Um, find one that can swim because that's that's a long jaunt to Canada. Um, you yeah. know, uh, whale mail might be a good idea. If whale you're in mail. There we go. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, whale, whale whale mail to moose mail, and then we'll get it into snowy. But the point is, you guys can send old-fashioned letters. Mm-hmm. It's like the old pen banger days back in the old Metal Forces magazine and then Metal Maniacs and all that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't mind kicking her to old school like that. Not just not just trading, you know, old-fashioned snail mail, but demo tapes and live tapes and all that. And I've said on the show before, with our indie spotlight, you know, if you want to, if you want to go that way, you send me an old-fashioned demo tape of your friend's band or your band or whatnot, and you know, we have a laundry list of bands waiting to get on our indie spotlight. You know, we don't want to brag, but it is what it is. You you take that kind of effort, okay? We will definitely kick you up to the top of the heap with that because you know we like to help bands that help themselves in the meantime and in between time that's it this has been a thumb and a ride the lightning episode of radioactive metal i'm snowy white and this is aaron signing off